What's going on, y'all? It's Jared from the Land Young Legends Podcast. Thank y'all for listening to the podcast. Make sure you all subscribe, like, follow, leave a rating. Do everything you need to get the message out by the Land Young Legend Podcast. We appreciate you all listening. Enjoy the show. What's going on, y'all? It's Jared, the Land Young Legend Podcast. I'm your host, Jared, giving you what you need in news and interviews. Today on the show, we have founder and owner of Total Disinfectant Solutions, Chad Dabney. Welcome to the show, sir. How you doing, man? Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for being on the show. Appreciate it. No Uh, problem. Good, good. Before we start getting these questions and interview process, make sure y'all follow, like, share, um, we have a message to give out to communities in our area uh, so we know about these important individuals, the crew of legends, um, as well as business owners in the local area. All right. So let's get into it, sir. Can you let's give the people a little background about yourself? All right. My name is Chad Dabney. I'm the owner operator of Total Disinfecting Solutions. Uh, we started the company about seven months ago. Um, I'm originally from Franklin, Louisiana. It's a little small town. 90 miles south of New Orleans. Uh, I met my beautiful wife and moved to New Orleans. Um, before starting this business, I was in the oil and gas industry. I worked in um, different capacities throughout the industry. My most recent position was project management with Halliburton out in Houston. So um, as a result of COVID, I got laid off and I decided to jump feet first into uh, starting my own business. And here I am. All right. That's what's up. That's what's up. Uh, a lot of people have been impacted by COVID and a lot of people are taking this negative time to do positive things. That's why I really, really like your story, how you got laid off and then you started a whole business. So yeah. what made you want to get into the cleaning sanitation? What's the proper term, terminology? For you? Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, so basically, you know, you know, people use the terms interchangeably, but cleaning, sanitation, and disinfecting all have three different uh, definitions. Um, but basically, I, my my initial uh, thoughts were to get into mold assessment and remediation. Um, that's where I was headed. Um, so I took some classes, got certified, and then I realized that, hey, the same kind of equipment, the same kind of instruction that I'm getting for this, I can uh, put toward uh, starting up a disinfectant service. So I did a little bit more digging and I found out that uh, you need to get a commercial pesticide license, which I didn't even know that you need to do in order to do this kind of work. But hey, the internet works, right? Um, and so I got the <laughs> license, passed, uh, I took that, I took, got the material, um, studied for about three weeks, passed the test, got a license and start, I could start the business legally. So that was the, that was the way I got started. 
So the commercial, you said you had to get a, what type of license you had to get in? A commercial pesticide license. So in order to be licensed with the state, in order to disinfect, you need a commercial pesticide applicator license uh, okay. with an antimicrobial license attached to it. Okay. Um, and so that kind of makes you legal in the state size or you're fully licensed to do the work that you do that you that you want to do or this kind okay. of this type of work all right how much how much does a, a license so you got so before you even do that you have to you have to get an llc yeah, you have to take the exam. yeah. How, how, does, is it free how much does it cost to take the exam um the exam was 250 dollars um well actually the 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 test was fifty dollars, but it's two hundred dollars once you pass a test to get your license. Right, that's how the state do it. Um, so the material was free. I reached out to the Louisiana Department of Agriculture uh, and Forestry, and they were like, "Here's a material. Study up. Pick a date. And come take the test. Here are the fees associated with it. You go." I went to Baton Rouge, uh, sat in the room, took the test, got my results, paid the money, and had my license all within the same day. So, okay, that's pretty cool. All right. Mm-hmm um so so now you got your business you got your license mm-hmm. so how do you get clientele to some something that pretty much some people just get you just got into this industry especially because of covid how do you get mm-hmm. clients how do you get referrals um well first you start with your network right you always build from the inside out and so i uh started calling people that i knew and started telling them about the business and then from there uh I started uh, building my Google business page. Um, I wasn't a person who was heavy on the social media before I started this business, so I didn't have a strong social media presence. But by starting that Google business page and then getting customers to give me reviews early on really helped my exposure, right? Um, After doing a little research, I I soon realized that Google is everything for a small business, right? You get uh, the map (laughs) rankings, those first pages, Or you're going to pay for it. So either way, you're going to be involved with Google trying to get your business to grow. I, I, if anybody's listening who has a small business or getting ready to start one, educate yourself on how to use Google business pages in order to boost your profile in your local community. Okay. Oh, so you use, so you use Google pages, you pay for the advertisement ads? Yeah. And, okay. Yeah. So how it works, uh, you know, you basically can do it two ways, right? So it's organic um, Google results where your reviews and how many times people click on your site affect your ranking. That takes a little time. It takes about three to four months to really get up there. Um, But you can also pay for it, right? You're paying for space. So whatever your budget is, like you search an object, you'll see those ads come up first thing when you search um, anything on Google. Those paid ads will be up the first thing you see. Well, those ads cost, right? So you set a monthly budget and whatever you can afford is how you uh, get your ads up there. Now, being a small company, you know, you can't, <laughs> your budget's got to be a little bit smaller than the bigger guys. But at least if you do it wisely, you can kind of get your exposure up there where you're not getting passed over when customers look for your service. All right. Cool. All right. So, so now you got your referrals, you got your first client. So how was it when you got your, uh, <laughs> your first client? Man, I was excited. I was like, okay, you're doing this, right? Because all before it was just the steps. Okay. Steps to getting the business started. Like you said, starting the LLC, getting properly insured, getting licensed, getting promotional material put out. And then when you finally get that first call, it's like, hey. It's I serious. Got, I'm serious, right? <laughs> 
And uh, the first call was like, um, these people were out of town and they had a house sitter and apparently he tested positive for COVID. So they called me while they were on the road home. They're like, hey, we need you to disinfect our house. And so I was like, okay. So that was my first customer. They Nobody was home. I literally, they let me in through for the ring, through like the ring thing. They let me in their house and I disinfected it while they were gone. And that was my first customer. So I was like, okay, that's how it works. All right, that's what's up. Okay. Yeah. And from there, you got you got your next client. You got a bunch of yeah. girls. Got my next client started, you know, putting my name out there. Hey, I went old fashioned, started passing out brochures, just walking, passing out my information to people, letting them know my services. Um. So you know you can't you can't beat old fashioned word of mouth, right? It's the most effective cool. advertising tool you can get. Um, <laughs> for for real, man. And so. You know, one person heard and I got got hooked with some other people and they told them about my service and I did, you know, did walkthroughs. And so I just started able to build, being able to build my client list progressively. So that was, All right. it was exciting. Okay. All right. Let's talk about um, when you're doing your walkthroughs and doing your estimates. So the biggest thing I've noticed with entrepreneurs, even with myself, business owners, how to evaluate how much do you charge? <laughs> um, so, <laughs> I know it's. I know it's like it's a difficult thing is you don't want to be too high, but you don't want to mm-hmm. be too low. You want to make profit. Right. You want, you know, so you're going to bring in revenue for your business. So how do you calculate um, your estimates? So basically I walk through and for most places I use a square footage, um, a certain price per square foot. Um, and I kind of kind of tear it to where if you're under so many thousand square feet, it's going to be one price. If you're over let's say 10,000 square feet, it'll be another price. And then if it's over uh, 50,000 square feet, it'll be another price, right? So the prices get lower as your square foot, square foot goes up. Um, that's typical places, but some places are different because you can't price a, a gym or a workout area the same as you would a warehouse because there's not as much to to disinfect in a warehouse as it is a gym. So you got to kind of take that all in effect and be fair with people. You don't just want to charge them What you think they can pay you want to get return business and you don't want to price yourself out either so i kind of uh did a little research and did some cold calling got some friends to call our competitors to see what they were charging and then figure out how much <laughs> yeah i hear that smart eh? <laughs> <laughs> then i figured out how much it would cost me to you know to do the work right so i my biggest cost would be the the chemicals i use and i figured out with the equipment i got how much i can spray with the equipment I use and how much it would, how much I would use and how much it would cost me. So I broke it down to the ounces. I know what I pay per five gallons. I know how much an ounce costs me now. So I know how many ounces it'll take me to do this space. And that's kind of how I work it from there. Okay, that's cool. All right, so you starting this business. Um, you see a lot of your uh, overhead is with chemicals. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you talk about how much you spend typically per month on chemicals and equipment? Because I know you had to spend a lot of money on equipment. I remember we were talking about it months ago. Mm-hmm. About how you was waiting on equipment to come in. Yeah, it well, too long. So you know, talk everybody, about it a little bit. Yeah, so the equipment, um, you know, capitalism is the way it is. You know, people, when there's a demand for something, the prices are high. And so I place orders for the, dis- the electrostatic equipment I use um, in May. I think I finally got 
my equipment like the end of July. And so it was just back order. Nobody, you know, it, you just couldn't get it because the demand was so high. Um, so that was the initial cost. You know, it was it wasn't bad, but it was pretty steep. But I was under the mindset that like, hey, you could get some not as expensive and less effective equipment, or you can get the best you can get and let it work for you. So that's the route I went. Um, the chemical that I use is uh, it's not well. I use two different chemicals. Let me explain it like this. So um, the first chemical I use is a non-toxic disinfectant. It's basically um, salt water that's run through electrolysis, and then one end. On negative end, you get a cleaner, and on the positive end, you get um, disinfectant. So it's basically salt water that's electrified. So it's non-toxic, but it's effective against a host of bacteria and viruses. And um, but you know, an EPA is EPA registered. That's the key. So you get a solution or a chemical that's EPA registered, and that's on the uh, list in to be effective against SARS-CoV-2. And so, because that's what you know. That's why we're here, right? Um, and so that's the, the the cost of the chemical isn't high initially, but the second chemical I use is a, a 90 day surface coating. Okay. And what that does, um, instead of it being a chemical kill, it's a physical kill. So I'll coat a surface with the uh, antimicrobial treatment and it'll last for up to 90 days. And that is a lot more expensive than the, the, the other disinfectant. So, and that's how I, that's all figured in pricing too right okay so. all right so what type of uh, technology do you use to assist with your business so from the equipment like with with most things like something happens and people have a need you know technology kind of speeds up a little bit right we see that see that happening now with the vaccine um so when this started happening people realized that the old method of spraying spraying down surfaces with a spray bottle or whatever was just expensive and ineffective. So it started adapting uh, the electrostatic sprayers from like paint um, for people that paint automobiles. So that's where I think it, it started off from. And so companies saw it and they modified it and they use elect, uh, the electrostatic sprayers. Um, basically, uh, there's a pump and it pumps out of the backpack. And then at the end of the nozzle, there's a, uh, a charge and electrifies the uh, the solution as it comes out. And so it makes it negative and it's looking for a positive on surfaces. So it coats the surface more evenly and uses less, uses less liquid. So that's a big part of why I can handle big jobs because of I'm only using, I can use a gallon of solution and do 50,000 square feet easy, no problem, in less than an hour. So that's one part. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, that really helps you increase your profit margin. Um, okay. And uh, then what I also you use like uh, yeah, go ahead. So I use like a uh, it's a it's an ATP monitoring device. It's basically a little. I wish I had it in here. I could show it to you, but um, it uses relative light from proteins. So you swab a surface, you put it in the um, the ATP monitoring device. And it'll give you a relative uh, number of how many microbes are on the surface. It won't tell you what specifically it is, but it will tell you how much is on the surface. So part of my slogan on my company is sanitize, disinfect, and verify. So you can sanitize, 
and we disinfect and we verify using ATP monitoring system. Um, I chose that monitoring system because it has a cloud-based uh, reporting software. So all the data that I collect from a space, so if I go to a school, excuse me, if I go to a school and set up a plan for the school, I'll take those, those swabs, put them in there, give me a reading, and when I get back, I can just upload it through the cloud, cloud-based technology, I know you like that, uh, you'll get the results, right? And so it'll give you the results for, uh, you know, the month, year, you can break it down to location, time of day is awesome. So the customer can see like, hey, they can see trends, right? Because it's all about data, right? Everything is about data. Exactly. Uh, if you can show the customer like, here's your data for the past 30 days, um, then it kind of separates me from, you know, everybody else doing it. I can kind of give them the data to look at and say, hey, you know, this area we may need to take, pay closer attention to. And they can point that to their cleaning staff and say, hey, we need to improve cleaning this room or this bathroom because the numbers are constantly high in this area. And so it's just another tool that you can give people, especially nowadays where they can kind of have a, a more informed look at how things are being done in their facility all right that's cool i never i never even knew that existed that's yeah cool. i didn't either and and it's used mainly in like the food processing and but you know like i said and stuff like this happens they, they realize that people that use it in like uh sanitization work and janitorial work and uses as a as a tool as a marketing tool and as a tool to help them uh stand out so yeah it was a it was a good investment um okay yeah. All right. Let's talk about let's talk about your uh, your websites and mm-hmm. your uh, <laughs> who designed that, who helped you because uh, it's a pretty good website and social media outlets. So uh, let's talk about that because that's one thing a lot of uh, entrepreneurs, uh, everybody's gonna hurry to jump on Instagram, mm-hmm. but uh, but you took a different approach. You want to talk about that? Yeah. So like I said, I wasn't big a big social media guy before this business. So I knew social media posting every day wasn't gonna be a strong point for me. Uh, so I I, uh, I went to uh, Squarespace. Initially, I went to Squarespace and, and started my own website. Um, kind of just put the information there that I needed to explain people what I did, how I do it, and what I what I serve, right? Who, the kind of places I serve. And uh, it was pretty, you know, pretty good for. You know, I got a little help, but it was pretty good for a beginning website. But then I got with a company called Thrive and they do like uh, the whole business suite software type thing where they have, you know, you can do your scheduling. You can message your clients. You can send out promotional things all through that one platform. Um, Then you can also have them do your website and do your SEO, which is search engine optimization. Um, That's something if you're not familiar with, you need to get familiar with if you're a small business owner. Um, because that's the way Google operates, right? Like if you're not, if your website's not getting clicks, it's not being seen and are people seeing you? Right. So, and that's, and that's kind of why I took the approach with them. So they had to redo the website in order for it to, to fit their search optimization, uh, coding. So, um, but it, it's been a learning experience with that. Um, it's my second company and I'll just be honest, the first company, they didn't get what I did. And so I had to keep going back like, hey, man, you need to fix this. Hey, man. So don't just lesson learned from me. Like just because somebody says they know how to do things, don't just trust them with your business. Right. Always make sure that you do a little research on what you're paying them to do. And then also 
go back and check up on them, right? Um, make sure they're doing what they said they're doing, right? Because if they don't... I'm sure they used to people just paying them the money and just letting it go and not worrying about it, but yeah, you, those services aren't aren't cheap. Right. And, so, what, so what happened with the first company you was using? They just had, like I told them, um, like if you look at my Instagram or my face, you know, my well, my Instagram, you'll see that I never wear like a hazmat suit or anything like that. And that was just something I told them, like, hey man, I don't, I don't need to do that because the stuff I use is non-toxic, right? It's not necessary. Okay. That was the first thing. And then it was just like the wording of the uh, my products and my my services just wasn't fitting what I wanted. And you know, when you're dealing with companies like this, a lot of times it's outsourced. So you'll be talking to somebody in California, but they'll be sourcing the work out to somebody else in another part of the country. And it's just not like you just don't if they don't understand what you what you're saying, or they don't understand what you're doing, and they're just gonna look it's gonna look silly. So kind of had to get rid of them and I went with a company who I could you know who who understood at least what I was doing and I, who had more I had more contact with them as far as um, helping with the website and helping with my search uh, optimization all right cool all right so since you've been doing the company for a while now um, if somebody else was interested in getting in your industry uh, what do you think would be your advice like uh what would be the do's and what would be the don'ts um the do's don't do it <laughs> no i'm joking <laughs> <laughs> no uh, uh no i would tell them to do research first right um find out everything you need to know and figure out what equipment they're gonna need and how they're gonna approach this business right because there are a lot of people doing this let's just be honest right it's one of those things that you can do okay. it's not extremely difficult but if you if you do it right if you do it wrong it can be bad for you but okay. i would i would tell people to do the research um, and then find out who are they going to market to who are they going to target as far as business are you going to target to homeowners are you going to target business owners are you going to focus on like government work trying to get government work are you going to try and focus on restaurant like it is it, it helps to know where you want to go with it you just can't because the same thing you the things you do for a business you're not going to do for a home right it's just different the space is different the stuff in the home is different than just an office building so you got to keep all that in mind people's uh, expectations are different when it comes to their homes um and that goes back to me saying that you know what i said earlier like people don't understand the the difference between cleaning sanitizing and disinfecting all those all three of those words have different meanings and so, you know, when people call me like, hey, you do the cleaning? And I'm like, well, I'm not like a traditional cleaning company, so to speak, right? This is what I do. So you have to make sure your customers understand your services. Um, but I would say if you're looking to get into it, figure out how much it's gonna cost you to start, figure out how you're gonna get to reach your customers, where you're gonna set your website up at and, and, and get out there and let people know you're ready to do the work. All right. So, what what are some don'ts you should do? You shouldn't. Uh, I found out earlier that you should not worry about what your competition is doing. Um, okay. I know sometimes when you got a new business, you want to see what the other guys doing, but yeah, that's not 
<laughs> that's not real helpful because you know you're like oh i could have had that cut you start second guessing some of the things you're doing i learned that like the first month i'm like hey, i can't be worried about what what company a is doing i'm gonna do my thing let my uh, let my work speak for itself um know your budget right so once you get your equipment and you, you know how much your supplies are going to cost um you always have to prepare for the increase right you're increasing customers right the more customers you have the more you're going to spend on chemicals but you also need to be aware of what you need to spend for advertising um, i wasn't aware of that when i first started the business i was like oh word of mouth but advertising is expensive but it does work um, if it's done right and so you need to understand where you're going to advertise and how you're going to get more the most bang for your buck with your advertising dollars um, because certain things may not work well for a small company that work for a bigger company um, so you need to understand where your customers are and the best way to get to them and how to spend your money wisely that's what's like the big lesson i learned in the beginning okay all right so since you're an entrepreneur how's that work-life balance treating you <laughs> well uh i am married with four kids and they are all at home uh, my wife is working from home and she has a very demanding job and a very demanding schedule she also is a hustler she is a businesswoman. i ain't gonna say hustler she has uh, her own uh handmade organic uh skincare line lavender jade shop lavenderjade.com if you need any gifts or holidays and she is also into real estate she does uh she just completed uh, pretty much a, a total rental on a house and she's getting ready to flip that so she's awesome so we and we got kids at the home so we just busy man uh we kind of had to kind of take a step back and take some time out like a day like half a day just get away and you know it's kind of hard sometimes but it is what it is it's 2020 so as right. much as all the crazy stuff is going on i think we've been blessed to have these opportunities come our way and still and still be okay so uh, i'm not okay. uh yeah work-life balance is important yeah I need uh, to get, i'm gonna get her on the show and talk about her uh, she got so many you gotta you gotta tell her which one she want you want to talk about because she got so many we'll, we'll talk about all of them get on it. <laughs> um so uh, let's talk about Oh, this is my favorite question, of course. Um, what was your uh, biggest mistake and how did you come back from that? Uh, my biggest mistake was not thinking that I could go after big jobs early. Like kind of selling myself short, so to speak. Because keep in mind, this is my first time I've been in business for myself, right? I've always worked for other people, right? And so... It was a little intimidating. And so I kind of sold myself short, like, oh, I probably gonna start, I should start off small. Like, no, if you if you got the opportunity to get something big, go big. Right? That's okay. how I looked at it. So All right. don't, I don't let that opportunity pass you by. Okay. I'm I glad you can't about that. So uh, can you explain the difference from being uh, an employee to being <laughs> the, uh, the CEO and employer? Well, <laughs> <laughs> all that, all the stuff that goes on behind the scenes when you're an employee, uh, don't take it for granted because there's a lot of work. Uh, uh, setting up pay, taxes, setting up advertising, getting your budget straight. When you when you go to work for somebody, you go in, clock in, you get your deposit, boom, you're straight. 
when you work for yourself all that's you got to find somebody to do it and if you ain't got the money you got to do it yourself so you all that and that's why it's like it's not easy man uh because all those things that you took for granted when you work for somebody you you're responsible for it now and so i mean there's help out there there's different ways you can kind of talk to people and find other people to kind of help you out but like i said it costs money and so that's all got to be figured into your costs balancing your books making sure that you're not spending more than you're taking in keeping those those costs low keeping the it's just uh you think about everything right and i'm to the point now where i can i can handle all my jobs myself but if i ever you know when i get to the point where i need an employee then it even gets more complicated right because now i'm in charge of them and i've been in charge of people with other jobs before but now when they work for you it's it's, it's different right so cool okay all right so uh since you've been in business for a while um so what was that moment when you realized that yo i could do this this i'm 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 successful in this i'm gonna keep doing i'm gonna keep grinding with it uh i want to say i got a pretty large uh uh business to 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 use my services and so you know they had other people actively bidding a job and i got it and i was excited i was like hey this is a long-term contract and they picked me right uh, and so I was like, yeah, I can compete. Like I can, I can, you know, I can do this on a large scale. Uh, I feel like I'm confident now. I can do it. And I know my job. I know how it works. I know my equipment now. You, you know, you got to get to a point where you feel comfortable with all that, all those things, right? And I got to that point, and I feel like, okay, I can make this work now. Uh, I know it may come a time, point in time, when I need to pivot from this into something else. Uh, so I'm not uh, not gonna be naive and think that we're gonna need disinfecting services on this scale mm-hmm. forever. But um, I've already kind of set that plan in motion while I'm working on this. So you gotta always think ahead. Right. That's that's the job of an entrepreneur. That's right. Yeah. That's good right there. Okay. All right. Um, so what about the? Um, how do you set up for? I glad you brought that up. Um, competing for like budget, full comments. I can't talk. Competing for uh, long-term project um, contract. So, Excuse me. All right. So I um, I took part in a, a program, and uh, this is another thing that I would suggest people who are just starting out. If you got the opportunity, um, I took part in the Bill Nola twenty twenty program. Uh, it's uh, it's a local local. Um, business uh program where people sign sign up you get signed up and, and they kind of give you the the ins out ins and outs of uh you know managing your books and managing your people and then the most important part for me was the uh getting ready to to start presenting yourself to to start bidding on some of these government contracts um it's a lot of things like that that we just you know you're not exposed to on a daily basis so you just don't know so that program was very helpful in me understanding that process and just for exposure as well like not not being from new orleans and, and being put in front of people who from here who had a lot of insight into how things work really helped me out and so um first of all you need to, uh build nola i'll put it in the chat yeah yeah because i never heard of that before that, that sounds like a good program so um with that program is it free at the pay how's that work yeah well you you uh it was free um 
excuse me. It was free. Um, you just basically, I got, uh, and this leads into another another thing that I, uh, I suggest people do, especially if you're a minority-owned business, is uh, signing up with the New Orleans Regional Black Chamber of Commerce, because that's how I heard about this opportunity, right? I, uh, I became a chamber member, like, before I got my first customer, right? Uh, and I thought that, that was very important, really? right? Yeah, like, so, so when you talk to people, I was talking to someone at a radio station. I was I was trying to get an ad at WBOK. Shout out mm. to WBOK because I got my first radio ad with them. And the, you know, uh, the station manager like, are you a member of the Black Chamber? I was like, no. You're like, you need to be a member because they're plugged in and they'll let you know about all the opportunities that are available. So I paid my dues, and you know, just just by doing that, I just got exposed to so much. I get emails. They'll send me emails about. Uh, signing up with the state, making sure your paperwork is right. And that's how you get in that loop where you know about what's going on with these government contracts. And so that's how I found out about the uh, Bill Nola program. Um, I got an email, I signed up, they chose me to participate. It was like a eight week program. Um, of course it was virtual this year, but I learned so much in that eight weeks uh, and the connections I made are invaluable. So I, yeah, do those two things, man. Uh, Sign up with the Black Chamber of Commerce if you, you know, a minority-owned business or any chamber of commerce. Really, there are several. Do your research, sign up for those, and then you know, take advantage of opportunities you feel like they can help you out, help you grow your business. What's going on, y'all? Thank y'all for listening to the Land Young Legends podcast. Make sure you're subscribed to all our social media outlets, um, YouTube. Twitch, LinkedIn, we're all over the place now. So make sure you look for Lang Up Legends and everything you use. Please subscribe. Please like our Facebook page. Make sure you retweet us on Twitter. Thank you for listening. Wow, that's that that's that's a real golden nugget right there. Like that's some true real knowledge. All yeah. right. All right, all right. So uh, so we're getting toward the end of the show. So got a few more questions, a few more questions for you. So where do you see the future of your business expanding? Uh we have COVID vaccines coming out. Hopefully yeah, we do. the walking dead after a few that's- months taking them. <laughs> um yeah. so let's say these vaccines work and COVID doesn't spread anymore. So mm-hmm. what is your future business plan for that? Uh, so what I what I hope to put, to, to um, convey to my customers is that, hey, even though we have a vaccine, my process will help you keep down, help you, help you with a, a cleaner workplace in general, right? Um, just because COVID is not around doesn't mean something else won't come around or you know, you won't have to worry about flu and cold because those things still affect bottom line, right? People get sick in the office, they have to miss work, it kind of throws everything off. Um, so I want people to look at my business like they look at pest control, right? So pest, pest control is all about pest management. Uh, when you hire a pest control company, they come out, they assess the situation, they make their uh, necessary actions and they, and they maintain it. And so it's the same thing I want to do with uh, the disinfectant service, right? I want to be able to go in uh, with the chemicals I use. I can kind of increase the time out, 
to 90 days and add value to people's bottom line by saying, look, you got me for 90 days. I'll come in every month to check up on things just like a pest control service would. And that way you, you main, you're managing those health risks because we have to change the way we we clean now. It's not just about cleaning for the scent and the appearance. Like you got to clean for health uh, because just as quickly as COVID came, who knows what happens next, right? The world is changing. And I think people need to get used to a different way of cleaning. And I think I can help with that. Now, I also got to make money, right? Got to pay bills. So I'm also uh, getting into uh, mold assessment remediation. And I'm also um, getting off in the home inspection. I'm taking my uh, home inspection course right now. So that'll give me another uh, revenue stream. Because I don't, I'll, I'll, I'm not really interested in going back to working for somebody right now. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm kind of enjoying, I'm kind of enjoying uh, entrepreneurial life, even though. It is hectic sometimes. Yeah, you can question yourself. I think it's uh, I like it. Okay. All right. So, uh, one more question. So, when people always call you about cleaning and um, cleaning their homes and stuff like that, do they get confused with like uh, cleaning like janitorial services or like all the time? Services? Yes. So, <laughs> and that's and that's another thing. Like I was using. Um, Excuse me. I was using different platforms to kind of get the word out. Like I was using Yelp. Uh, I was using what's that other one? Uh, Home Advisor, I think it is. But they didn't have a category for disinfecting, right? So they only had categories for cleaning. And so you know, you'd put that like, oh, I get a message saying I need a two-bedroom apartment clean, and I'm like, well, I don't do it. I don't clean. Um, so. You got to I just I just want people to understand that what I do is a little different than, than normal cleaning. Now I do have a piece of machining that can clean, but it's not going to clean like like you would get a house service cleaning. Like it's cleaning for industrial standards. But um, yeah, it's just, it's just I always educate people. I think that was like one of my first posts on Instagram was the difference between cleaning, disinfecting, and sanitizing. Uh, just so people will kind of get it right because. And I, I get it. People use the word and change it. Like, oh, I need this clean. What do you need to disinfect it? Yeah, 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 that. But so you got to be patient with people. You don't want them to, uh, you know, try to be too forward with the way you, you know, you tell them about your services. So you just kind of want to make sure you understand and that they understand what you offer. But it happens all the time. It's fine. As long as I get a call, if I get you on the phone, that's, that's all I want. Yeah, on the phone, you can work your magic. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> All right. So, uh, being a minority owner, being a black male, have you had any issues um, going to a client's place of business or house and they didn't want you to clean the house or anything like that happened to you? Uh, I wouldn't say, well, I haven't really done any homes. Okay. So it's all been business stuff and, uh, like somebody will call me, I'll do a, like a walkthrough. You know, he might be surprised, be like, oh, the black guy. Uh, who knows? I don't know. I don't really, I don't dwell on that. Mm. Like I just go in there, if you don't want me because of the color of my skin and that's on you, uh, whatever. Um, you know, I did 14 years in the oil and gas industry. So I'm kind of like, you know, if you, <laughs> anybody who's been in the oil and gas industry know what kind of people you're dealing with out there. So it's kind of right. like, you know, this is, <laughs> it's a tame like you, you know it's just different so i don't i don't really think about it that way i'm sure i have 
And I'm, there are barriers for minority-owned businesses, right? That's just a fact of life because we don't have the same access to capital as some people do. The banks look at us differently now. All, when I first started, this was self-funded. I didn't get a loan. I didn't have to go to a bank, so I didn't have to deal with that. But as businesses grow, I think minority-owned businesses, women-owned businesses are, have different hurdles to deal with um, than than other companies, right? So that's why I go back again, being a member of the, the Black Chamber of Commerce or any Chamber of Commerce, getting in programs where you're getting you know, exposure to different things, getting DBE certified, all kind of things like that. That helps kind of disadvantage business search. So you go to the city and there's a DBE certification uh, website. You go out, you go out and fill it out. They review it and then uh, you get DBE certified. And it kind of gives you, so contracts with the city and the state, you know, they have a certain allotment for DBE participants, right? It's got to be like 30 to 35%. Mm -hmm. So once you get that certified that certification you know you are eligible to get those contracts right if they have the service that they're looking for because so say you, somebody you so know. somebody wants to do uh i don't know some construction work on the airport i'm sure like she's the airport for example they had to find 30 percent minority-owned businesses to get in there and do some of the work like the the, the people in charge right they got to hire some minority-owned businesses because you know it, it, let's just be real about it like if they didn't they probably wouldn't right they would just use the people they knew but that just puts everybody else at disadvantage because we don't have the same access to opportunity as other people do because we're not the people making those decisions for the most part so do your homework man like find out about those those opportunities out there there are plenty uh, and, and just keep grinding and doing the best job you can i think and you won't have to worry about you don't have to worry about that kind of thing as much as you would okay wow i mean you you dropped some knowledge i mean i learned a couple things i didn't even know anything about yeah i mean yeah man dude dude like you know you got technology thing going on your company man look look looking to get db certified man like go in and fill out the, the paperwork so tell them what you do for the for the DBE certified, is it like uh, the Bill Nolde you take class for that too, or you just fill out no. the No, I think they offer a course, but you can go in and fill it out. Like if you just go to the uh, City of Nola website, let me just, uh, I had it up there. It's, it's, I, hope, I hope y'all taking notes. This, this <laughs> knowledge right here. So you go to the City of New Orleans uh, website. If you have a business, it's called a Disadvantaged Business Enterprise System. You create your uh, profile and you get your account and you start filling out all the information that they were asking for. Um, it is very lengthy application process, uh, but it's worth it. I'm in a process, I've just submitted, I'm in review. So fingers crossed, hopefully I get uh, get my, my DBE certification. Uh, if you're a veteran, you need to look into getting your veteran, um, I think it's called a Hudson Initiative. You can get your, your veterans, uh, certification through the state if you're a service disabled veteran you can get that as well like man you just got to get out there and, and and find out what's what's available because they, they have programs available so okay uh oh that's what yeah from uh corey Duroy, uh how long did it take to get dba certified uh it's dbe and I, i'm still waiting i i did it i submitted 
and I'll be honest, I sat on the application for a while because it was just like, man, they want they want to know who you dated in junior high. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I was like, uh, I kind of procrastinated a little bit, and I finally got it done. And so I'm waiting to hear back from. Hopefully, I hear back from another week or so. Uh, but I, you know, they got an email saying they received it and it's under review. So I think it takes like 15 days to answer your question once you submit your uh, application. Okay. Uh, and is a fee is a fee associated with that as well? Ah, no. Like that's 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 free, man. It's with through the city. Like you don't have to pay anything to get DBE certified. Okay. All right. Just create an account. Have your business set up. Uh, LLC. Uh, FEIN, a federal uh, employment identification number. I think you need a DUNS number, and then you need like a whole bunch of other information. Once you start the, the, the uh, yeah, you'll you'll see it. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, man, you dropped a, no- a lot of knowledge tonight. I hope everybody go back and take notes on that. You got Bill Nola 22, 2020. You got the Chambers of Commerce, Black Chamber of Commerce, getting DBE certified. I didn't even know you had to get. What was the certification that you had to start your business oh, with? A commercial oh. pesticide application license through the state okay. of Louisiana. And uh, you have to get an add-on for antimicrobial um, pest control Okay. in order to, to be licensed to do disinfectant work. All right. And uh, yeah, so in any field you do, you got to get certif- certification. Also Pretty much. <laughs> it's something you got you to gotta license certified to something um, in the type of field you're trying to get into. All right. All right, can you tell people a little bit? Uh, can you tell your social media handles, website? I also put it up on the banner so you can look at it as well. Yeah, you can. Uh, you can go to the website. It's uh, www.totaldisinfectingsolutions.com. You can find me on Instagram at Total Disinfecting Solutions, uh, Facebook Total Disinfecting Solutions. Uh, I'm even on Twitter, Total Disinfect One. Uh, if you want to at Total Disinfect One on Twitter. Uh, so yeah, you can find me that way. My phone number is 504-478-5608. Uh, so yeah, I'm easy to get a hold to. If you got any questions, I'm feel, uh, I'm more than happy to answer. All right. Thank you for coming on the show, sir. Um, thank you for having me. Um, thank, you, thank you, thank you. Remember to follow, share, like. This is why I have this platform to know the businesses in the area that you can support, especially minority-owned business and women-owned business. Um, make sure you follow, like, share this. Um, if you need any sanitation, cleaning, cleaning services, disinfecting, I'm sorry, disinfecting, sanitizing, sanitizing <laughs> industrial cleaning, <laughs> all our services, all our chemicals we use are non-toxic. Uh, they won't harm you, your pets, or your, your, your kids. So everything is safe. Everything is EPA registered. Uh, so that's another thing we, I take very serious this is like minimal uh, impact on the environment I think we uh, we have enough of that in our neighborhoods as it is so we don't need it in our house so I use non-toxic uh, chemicals when I treat surfaces alright there you have it ladies and gentlemen make sure you follow share like us see y'all on the next episode peace we out we out We out, out.